Disney's time. All right. Welcome to It's Disney's time. Starring Stephanie and Marina. You have such a deep voice and I don't. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're on the spectrum here, okay? <laughs> oh, how appropriate. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is It's Disney's time. I'm Steph. And I'm Marina. And we're going to talk about gay people today. <laughs> oh. Should we do it we're again? Talking, we're talking about the gay agenda. <laughs> we're talking about business. Uh, business? We're talking about business big gay agenda. <laughs> uh, well, it's Pride. We're, we're in Toronto. We're celebrating Pride this month. Happy uh, Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. So we thought, why not do a Pride episode? Why not talk a little bit about... Our favorite gay characters. Our no. favorite gay characters and what makes them gay. <laughs> All one of them. Uh, officially. Actually, officially. no, there's two. Ooh. No, there, officially there's two. It took me a while to figure out the difference between gay and queer. Because mm-hmm. I always kind of saw queer as, a, as a, a wrong word to say, but it's not. Like, yeah. I think it's very well No, it's actually it's, it's actually very preferred. Well, at least I'm, I'm not a queer person myself. You know, a lot of my friends are. And they, a lot of people prefer... Uh, the word queer just because it's a catch-all and there's just there's so much there's so much like black and white associations with what does queer mean what does lesbian mean like mm-hmm. what about people who are intersex and people who are on the spectrum of gender identity and like people who don't ide- identify with a particular gender right so like yeah. there's so many different ways that you can be like sexually attracted to another human being without yeah. having sex and gender plays such a huge narrative in it and like that's why queer is more of like a I guess more of a PC or like catch-all term and it's such a expanding world of like all these terms of all these ways of people identifying coming out um sexuality and gender norms it's such mm-hmm. a huge conversation has been for years yeah uh from what i understand from my own knowledge of you know i i think gay would refer to a, like a man who loves another man where mm-hmm. queer like you said it's kind of has a bigger context to it it kind of mm-hmm. means like somebody who's just um not the the norm of sexuality is that is that right. how it's, you would describe it's it it's actually anyone who's just like not a cis identifying like hetero like heterosexual okay person. so it's like kind of like it's kind of like an umbrella term for lgbtq uh, I mean, a notion of difference. There's, perhaps? yeah, there's, there's still, there, you know, there's people who are, who are, you know, queer lesbians and like, because it's just because as people who are trans have come become much more of a mainstay and have entered the mainstream, and people who are prefer like gender neutral pronouns, you know, someone could be a lesbian but be attracted to someone who's gender nonconforming, mm-hmm. right? So like, so lesbian in that particular instance doesn't apply. Right. Right. That's why we're, we're queer kind of, it's more of an appropriate term. Okay. I mean, as much as it is kind of hard to define what queer is, and yeah. I mean, it, you know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of... Disney... And I also don't want to, I don't, I don't want to play the role of like, this is like end all be all, like this is exactly what queer means, but this is like, as far as I can tell, like that's what you know, yeah. queerdom is. I mean, as become. two straight women yeah. talking about it, <laughs> that's as far as we can go. I think you did a good job of covering what in my mind it would yeah. be. But I think one thing is for sure, and that's that throughout Disney's movies and films, there is like a queer narrative that a lot of audiences are able to kind of read between the lines of. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are really subtle. More lately in contemporary movies, it's 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 just like pronounced. It's like they're mm-hmm. being very progressive about it. Yeah, so. it's pronounced in the sense of like your side characters can, can, oh, can yeah, be gay. Oh, yeah. 
okay, but... <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah. So, so what I mean by, like, queer narratives and, like, how it is easy to find a protagonist in Disney and kind of see them as being... Because they're usually on the outside, uh, usually they're rejected in some way by mm-hmm. their society or something about them is making them different from everyone around them. So I yeah. think a lot of that queer narrative comes in that format. Yeah. Right? Yeah, some, Where, someone, yeah there's the otherness of, of the main character. Yeah, like, right? I mean... Is, well, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, like, these are, you know, like, these are all allegorical things, like, playing with within rules of, you know, mainstream media and, like, the constraints at the time, you always have to kind of, like, dance around a lot of these, a lot of these issues. Kind of like, you know, how the civil rights movement was reflected in the X-Men when it was, like, mutants versus humans, but, mm-hmm. like, all of the, all of the X-Men or the, all the mutants were was still white, mm-hmm. but it was still, like, the Malcolm, the, the Malcolm X and the K divide between, like, Magneto and Professor X. But this is not an excellent <laughs> podcast. It should be. So you're really good at it. <laughs> uh, no, like, one of the one of the um, examples that comes to my mind is is Dumbo, who I think I bring up every episode because there's just so much for Apparently, me to Apparently, just really struck a chord. It just, it really did. You but know, like, it, it's got everything. It's got queerness. It's got racism. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got, got love songs. Uh, yeah, it's got it all. Uh, it truly is the perfect movie. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that, like, really stood out to me when I was thinking about this was, you know, like, there's that one scene where... Where Dumbo becomes a clown and he screws everything up and um, the elephants all fall everywhere or something or yeah. whatever. The point is at the end he kind of like lifts up his flag and waves it like yeah. and like it's kind of like waving his freak flag. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. different and and here I am kind of thing yeah. in a sad way. Yeah. So like there's a, like one little example um, protagonist, especially princess protagonists like Belle. Uh, Ariel, Pocahontas, a lot of these characters have this desire to do the opposite of what their community, well, their parents, but like what yeah. the community wants them to do yeah. um, because they're not ready to marry the people that are they're expected to marry. Yeah. So that's kind of like an interesting mm-hmm. take on, on yeah. that, that narrative there. Even Pinocchio, who we haven't talked about yet because yeah, I despise him. He wanted to him. be a boy. <laughs> he wanted to be a real boy. Yeah. And he has these queer anxieties about being a real boy, where, like, to be a real boy, he had to smoke and curse and drink, mm-hmm. um, all to get the approval of his father or for the other boys around him or his community. Mm-hmm. So so there's just a, there's a couple of little examples of, of where that might be yeah, found, where yeah. people can read between the lines and be like, well, there's... There's a story right there of a character where um, maybe a, the queer community or the gay community would be able to relate to. Yeah, in terms of, like the expectations of like w- what is it that oh. what that old thing? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, I had a lot of beans today. <laughs> uh, there's construction happening, so that's what that all means. around us. Yeah. you know what? That's what happens when you're when you're a traveling vagabond <laughs> podcast vaga- vagabond. <laughs> I don't know what's better. Like, should we do it here amongst construction, or should we go back to our apartments? I mean. Time will tell. When it's a- when it's actually me, <laughs> it's always me. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't bother me, so it shouldn't bother our listeners. Yeah, and like you know, like speaking of like what are the expectations? Like I mean, Disney's a lot of their characters wear drag. Like Genie wears drag. You know, mm-hmm. Pleaky from or well, I don't know how to pronounce his name from like Lilo and Stitch. Like mm-hmm. he dressed up as drag when he wanted to pretend to be human. You know, mm-hmm. like. Timon, Timon and Pumbaa, they dress up in drag the, mm-hmm. the, in the luau scene. Yeah. Um, Ursula herself was was uh, modeled after like a famous drag queen. Like these yeah. are d- artists and like storytellers and lyricists and producers like in, in Disney have been like infiltrating us with, <laughs> with like these ve- queer ideas from for a long time ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, I wanted to give a shout out to Sean Griffin, who wrote a really good article called Tinkerbells and Evil Queens: The Walt Disney Company from the Inside Out. Is this a book? Or is this like 
an essay? No, it's it's just like I guess it's a it's a think piece. It's a, it's, a, it's is is an article. Okay. And he mentions that um, before the 1930, no, before yeah, before the 1930s, there was you know Disney put out this little short called Ferdinand the Bull, which they actually just turned into a movie. Uh, I don't think it was it wasn't. Disney I don't think yet, it was Disney, but it was someone else put it, made it like a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. And I never watched it, but like I did see the short, and in it there was a a bull who didn't want to bullfight. You know, he wanted, like, his his ideas were like, I want to pick flowers, and I want to be friendly, and, like, I, I express having, having these, like, very, like, gender non-normative characteristics where all the other, like, all of his other... He's a very sensitive He was a sensitive, he was a sensitive soul, yeah. Right. And all of his other, like, you know, all the other bulls, they wanted to fight and aggressive and, like, kill the matador, and he never, you know, he had a hard time like, kind of coming to terms what it was that it meant to be, like, a bull. Like, why can't I sniff flowers and still be a bull Mm -hmm. and these these kinds of storylines where it really encouraged queerness and tenderness and you know in boys like these storylines were kind of sidelined with the enactment of the motion picture production code or like better known as the Hayes code around 1930s where these ideas of like queer characters they were kind of flipped on their head from queerness being kind of funny and silly and and, and cute because this entertainment was mainly for children Mm -hmm. and it became all of a sudden like nefarious and synonymous with evil so yeah there was like that twist yeah like like the last like five decades I'm sure that's that's yeah and I'm, I'm sure it's ongoing where you have characters that aren't subscribing to like their particular gender expression being relegated into villain roles you know like Sean Griffin brings up characters like Captain Hook who's who's very flamboyant and like is associated mainly with pink and red and going up against Peter Pan like he doesn't fight very well he's afraid of a crocodile he has a, a very non-traditional relationship with Smee <laughs> yeah and he's got like an oversized the, like hat the feather the feather of yeah um, he's, he's very got, he's he's very prissy, prissy. <laughs> yeah he's a priss yeah uh, and that's you know it's interesting that you bring up Captain Hook like that because I'm pretty sure when this this change happened into making um, effeminate men or gay men into villains might have happened around the 1940s and 1950s when they had released like these PSA style like educational films that they showed them to public schools in the 1950s telling them to beware of gay men and it was called like boys beware or something and it it warned that gay men will resort to violence and they'll prey on you um you never know what they're gonna do around you so like i wonder if that might have to do with it yeah these are these are the kinds of characters to watch out for because they are the this is kind of like the extension of it right like yeah like these well captain hook preys on young men yeah he steals them up or he's always trying to kill them, like, whatever. I wonder mm-hmm. if that might... Yeah, like, there's always an extension of, like, this the social consciousness that, that finds its way into our entertainment, right? Yeah, like, it's very interesting. It's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's a reason why, like, Germans were a big villain in movies for a long time or, like, the Russians were were villains in, in the 80s. You mm-hmm. know, like, all of that <laughs> filters its way into our entertainment. America can't help itself it and just neither can't. can Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's appealing to its audience. Disney its audience is America. Fears. America is a fearful country. Yeah. But it's a country based on otherness and fearness. But exclusivity and independence. That too. I mean, whatever. I'm not here to bash America. I love America. I just got back from Boston. It's great. <laughs> but like you can't deny in this history yeah. that like that's a real video that they put out there. Yeah. These are real themes that Disney followed the last like from probably the forties on mm-hmm. to like recently. Yeah. To very recently actually. Yeah. Oh and even you know, you can say there's similar you know, it's not just like the male villain characters like 
that that extended beyond um, Captain Hook. You know, like people have been saying that that, that Scar is clearly gay for how long? You mm-hmm. know, like that was like, a big Disney conspiracy. Yeah. Or Ratcliffe and Pocahontas. You know, these yes. these themes that, that, that like really like very he he mirrored a lot of what Captain Hook. You know, he was also associated with like magenta and like and greed and like a vanity. Yeah. Like, I, these themes continued, but if you look at like female character, like the female villains, you know, like Ursula, like Mother Gothel, Medusa, Medusa they're not they're not partnered up. None no. of these women are, you know, in successful relationships. They're not mm-hmm. fulfilling their femininity by being with a with a partner, specifically with a male partner, right? Mm-hmm. They're always older. They're always single, and like that reflects itself into their cruelty, right. which kind of like shows our idea of single women and like who often ends up looking like single women were women who were lesbians at, you know during the 40s and 50s you know who maybe ended up marrying maybe they got divorced but people thought like oh they're just living together with their friends <laughs> right they're good friends <laughs> they're good friend Beth <laughs> And I guess it was, like, their go-to motive. It's, like, if you want somebody, a villain, to look scary and abnormal, then make them a little bit queer. Yeah. Because there's nothing more unusual in a male character. That makes them stand apart from the hero in every way if you give them those qualities. Um, I mean, you brought up Scar, and, like, yeah, 100%. He was was a little bit gay. (laughs) Yeah, like, the way he put his paws, you know, his his intonations and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how they re- really reinforce that stereotype in these characters, too. I mean, I, I don't want to reinforce any stereotype that a gay man is any certain way. But in Disney, they're very much, if they're not, like, scheming and all about themselves, then um, they're just bad because they don't conform to the norm yeah. of what's supposed to be, whether that's in their society, whether it's, like, in Scar's case, he's supposed to be the outside lion, he doesn't want to be. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, those are where those themes are coming from. One of the examples, Captain Hook is a good one, but what about Shere Khan from The Jungle Book? Mm-hmm. Because there's an example of a character where his voice actor was bisexual mm-hmm. and was well known in the community for being that way. And he won an Academy Award for playing a bisexual in All About Eve. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's how much of that character, you know, do they hire the actors to bring that out? in a character or did, were they in the right in the middle because I was in the 60s yeah. right in the middle of that idea that like okay well if the uh, villain has to be a little bit queer mm-hmm. then let's just hire someone who's a queer. queer actor yeah so I mean I don't know if that's true but yeah. that's something to think about <laughs> what do you think this, about this that? is me thinking about it <laughs> this is me bringing it up and being like huh yeah interesting but, I mean <laughs> there's a lot of other I mean there's another there's other villains that we can bring up so you brought up Jafar can I just say that he is 100% a gay man his animator the head animator for Jafar was gay as well and he admitted he's like yeah I made him more on the gay side the queer side Um, he's got those like (laughs) I watched Aladdin recently I'm in the the, little pubie stash it's not even no it's like a nice little stash he's got like beautiful eyelashes he wears a little bit of eyeshadow best eyelashes oh yeah and his eyebrows are like on point so like this guy like his look is down but I think and he has the best style in the he, entire he yeah. wears robes he yeah. doesn't wear pants like everybody else yeah he's above it he's got that hat he's very theatrical very very theatrical um i have written here so theatrical jafar <laughs> because when i was re-watching aladdin i haven't seen it in years and years like it I, I was i was cracking up at everything jafar was doing because he's such a ham like yeah. he wants to be a stage actor more than anything in what the world he's, like, he's just like oh aladdin is in prison i know what i'll do <laughs> this <laughs> this is <laughs> This is a time for a costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Aladdin doesn't know who he... opportunity to dress up. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Anything I, I, theater. I, I, I can't even. Like, there probably has like a closet full of wigs and, and oh, one hundred percent. He's got like a make believe wardrobe. And it, would, it would be like a secret closet, like a secret lair, like, yeah. a, secret, like a secret wardrobe area. Um, yeah, he dresses up then. Like he loves acting, Jafar. Yeah. He loves playing like the sympathetic vizier or whatever. You know, like when he's like, "Oh, I can't believe I had him killed," and like, <laughs> and like when he's like, "Sultan, I don't think you would. I don't think you should trust this guy. I don't trust him." Like just. This whole thing is just fake, but it's so fun the way he does it. It's so, so fun. In the event a suitable prince cannot be found, a princess must then be wed to. Hmm. Interesting. What? Who? The royal vizier. That would be. Me. Yeah, and as soon as he becomes, as soon as he gets the lamp, what's the first thing he does? Costume change! He turns <laughs> into the Sultan. <laughs> Give me some new clothes. Yeah, seriously. The Emperor has a new groove. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I love Jafar for that. Um, but, like, yeah, 100%, he was a gay character. But yeah. they never addressed that, obviously. Yeah. The 90s, and they wouldn't. I mean, they didn't address the fact that Timon and Pumbaa were clearly in a relationship. Oh, 100p. Like, they uh, they, they adopted a child that was not born of them <laughs> and raised him for many years as as their as his own, their well, own. And what I like about Timon and Pumbaa is that yeah, they're for sure gay characters. I I personally don't know if they're in a relationship or if they're kind of like roommates that love dressing up together and and doing things together and having fun together. That could be a thing too. But um, Nathan Lane, who is a gay man who plays Timon, yeah. in, he's the voice of Timon. Um, in the new movie, he's not voicing Timon. Billy Eichner is. And he's another gay guy. Eichner. E- Eichner, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Billy on the street. Billy on the street, and he's perfect for Timon. He's 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 got such intonation. He's got yeah. range. And Nathan Lane said <laughs> yelling at people. Nathan Lane said in an interview, he was like he he had talked to Billy on the phone or something just yeah. to give him some insight into Timon's character, who because yeah. he's been playing him for years. Yeah. Um, and he he was just like, well, now that we're you know in the in the new era, we're twenty first century now. Uh, he's like, maybe we can finally just come out and say that Timon and Pumbaa are happily living together in in an interracial interspecies. <laughs> Species. And like, yeah, and, and a homosexual relationship. Yeah. And I think it's time. Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, realistically, Timon and Pumbaa, like, I'm going to say it, they were more dads to, to Simba than Mufasa was. Uh, well, because they're with him through a very, very critical time. I mean, they weren't great dads because they told him to forget everything <laughs> <laughs> and to avoid and skirt off his responsibility. Absolutely. But you know what? They were they were old, like, 70s hippie dads. Hippie dads <laughs> yeah, you you're know? right. Like, cross-dressing. Like, hey, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Paradise. <laughs> it's, it's just like, what was it? It's like it was like surfer bro dude, like dads, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, oh, I love that idea. Poor Vida, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if in the new movie they'll actually address that a little bit. Doubtful, but it'd be cool if they did. I mean, even if they did, it would be like a LeFou thing where everyone, all the Christian mothers freaked out. Yeah. I mean, let's let's get to LeFou in a second because there's a, three other villains I kind of want to bring up. King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph. That is 100% a gay character as well. He's got that big pink bow when he's got that doily and rough. I don't. I only saw the movie once, so I can't actually comment on it too much. But in all these articles that I was reading online, one of them is about, sorry, it's by David Thorpe. And 
It's called Do I Sound Gay? And it was like a 2014 documentary that he made about the gay voice. And they bring up like King Lispy. Candy. Lispy, yeah. yeah. And like just the way they talk and like all that, like the, the sentiment behind it. And yeah. do people have gaydar if they hear somebody's voice? They did like studies. Like they had a bunch of different men, gay, yeah. straight, recorded. And then they had people listen to them. Mm-hmm. And turns out, I think only like 60 or 40% of people could, but like the rest of them couldn't. So there really isn't a gate arm when it comes to your voice, but that yeah. was just part of the documentary. Well, yeah, but, there, but you know, this is something that's like certain people have said in terms of like, being like, oh, you're like, you're gay? Like, you don't sound gay. Like, this yeah. is something that's like, like in a very ignorant comment that has definitely been said to, to some of my friends. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I mean, King Candy falls into that category. We talked a little bit about Scar, but like, is there anything else you wanted to say about him? Like, there's that one quote that he says where he's like oh I'll just practice my curtsy like he says it like that yeah. and I think that's what people hold on to yeah like, that he's gay well I was first in line until the little hairball was born that hairball is my son and your future king oh I shall practice my curtsy don't turn your back on me Scar oh no Mufasa Perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. Well, that, yeah, and there's, he's just such a, he's such a distinction from Mufasa, right? Mufasa's this, like, hulking, dignified, serious, Mm. like, figure that's, Mm -hmm. you know, which characteristics that have been typically associated with, like, masculinity masculinity and, like, proper masculinity, right? Yeah, and then, like, masculinity for straight men, and then, once again, like, the weaker, queerer community members are in Scar's category, yeah. right? Yeah, the ones who curtsy, curtsy. The one that curtsy out of the way for the bigger brutish guy. Yeah. Okay, so um, so there's that. You brought up Governor Radcliffe, and can I just say, this is the foppish, most effeminate man in Disney's history. Like, he wears purple, he's got pigtails in. When he dreams of being his rich... His dog? <laughs> um, when he dreams of being rich in the Dig, Dig, Dig song or whatever, um, he imagines himself in the court and he's got this sparkly gold cape on yes it's it just it's fabulous it's he 100% is, fabulous speaking of theatrical <laughs> yeah. he's like right up there with Jafar he just wants yeah. the attention he loves it and then at the same time um, he had his helper who took care of Percy the pug yeah. uh, named Wiggins and Wiggins is oh, he cares for the pug he um, carries that stupid little little what are they called little umbrellas like parasols parasol or yeah. he carries that over <laughs> Radcliffe's head to protect him from the rain when they're in the new world and he loves making gift baskets so like yes he I loves forgot, that I forgot, the, I forgot about the baskets right? like, I mean the idea like, what are we gonna yeah, give the, him he's yeah. like gift baskets the idea that like, we associate this character immediately as being gay just because like he enjoys these things like he's, he's also in, in and of itself is just like is just so ridiculous yeah <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's true, but the fact that they gave this character who is, you know, in, in all, I mean, it's stereotypical, but like yeah. all his characteristics w- people would associate with being gay, but he's also a villain because he's very much help- helping Ratcliffe. Yeah. So that also falls into that category of mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. and this queer was, I mean, this was in the, in the, in the, in the very sensitive masterpiece of Pocahontas. So. Yeah. So they're like, why not we just jab at the gaze <laughs> while we're at it? <laughs> and then uh, one more I want to talk about is uh, your fave, Hades. <gasps> I love a Hades. I watched Hercules last night. Yes. That's how I'm I'm trucking along in yes. my Disney journey. And you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's because I, I didn't watch it too much as a kid, but like Hades is hilarious and so are Pain and Panic. I was mm-hmm. giggling. 
But like watching Hades do his thing on screen, he drinks Cosmopolitans. He reminds Meg that Hercules is just some guy. Just some guy. <laughs> just like some you're guy. getting worked up over some, some guy. guy. Like if anything. If and then like Meg tries to, to tries to like defend him, and he's just like, please, please he's a guy. Please, he's a guy. <laughs> and the thing is, if you took him out of this Hercules context and put him into a rom com, he would be the sassy gay friend that like the girl meets up with at the bar. Yeah, we need to recut Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> for him to be like the wrong guy, like to be the the wrong, the wrong like Meg needs a dating show. Yeah, he's like, like the best gay friend, like exactly yes. what he would be if he wasn't such a villain in this movie. And like, yeah. let's not forget that his hair is literally flaming. <laughs> so, he is on fire. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's hot fire flames lit. <laughs> so so Hades, I had to call attention to because I yeah, mean, like he's and like so who good and who is he? Who is he going up against? You know, he's like Bro Zeus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, it's Bros very of, interesting. Bros of Zeus, you know, he's just mm-hmm. like, like, ah, oh, he's a good boy. Ah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Clearly, like, like classic he's dad. Cla- yeah, classic dad, but also like clearly not the brightest. Like, no. does you know he has bronze, big, brawny muscles? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and like Hades, his scheme was a little far fetched. Bad scheme. Yeah, but like he had all the theatrics that would make Jafar jealous. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like just just every all his plan and stuff. I mean, Hades is a great character, but. I couldn't ignore the fact that I'm like this. This character doesn't belong in a Hercules movie. It belongs in like a, a Julia Roberts. Like I need uh, my no, best friend's H- wedding. No, H- Hades wedding. belongs in that movie. It's just that the rest of that movie doesn't belong to Hades <laughs> because he's better than that shitty movie. <laughs> true, true, true. But I mean, I know we wanted to talk about LeFou. This is what we're getting to. Yeah, now. we're so, building up to it. So LeFou in the original Beating the Beast was just a bumbling sidekick to one of the villains. But in the live action remake, he is very much a gay character and what Disney would say is probably their first openly gay character. They wanted to put a moment in the movie that blew open the door for the fact that moving forward they're not going to be afraid to... They're not closeting. They're not closeting their, their characters, characters anymore. anymore. So so it wasn't actually a really big scene. It was just LeFou throughout the movie clearly has a love for Gaston. One side of it, he admires him and his strength and kind of wants to be him. Where another minute, he might kind of be in love with him. I think that is a problematic stereotype where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, gay men are always going to be... You know, attracted, attracted to the brawny, to the, gay, to the sorry, yeah. not the gay, to the to the hero, the brawny yeah. hero yeah. man. Yeah, with well, the guy who play who plays uh, Gaston himself, he's he's, he's gay. Yeah, yeah. Luke, Ab- Evans. Luke Evans. Yeah, he's yeah. he's so he's he's, he's, oh, he's an openly gay man who's in, like in a very happily committed relationship, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So, so I there was I found out when I found out, I was just like, oh. All of my very realistic chances with this handsome actor are now blown no, because no, he's not attracted to women anymore. Never going to happen at this point. Never. <laughs> never <laughs> never not say never, now. <laughs> never say never. Luke um, Evans. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> there was so much backlash about this. So sorry. So what happened was in the end... The Christian Mom Association. LeFou changes his mind during the battle of the castle and turns to good and decides to help the beast out. Yeah, as, as Gaston treats him poorly, right? Yeah, he's Gaston, like, he's, he, he, like, he's like trapped under something and yeah. Gaston, if I can remember, and Gaston yeah. ignores him. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I see how it is and he's like, fine, then I'm going to fight for the other side. And then in the very last scene during the ball scene, um, he's dancing with a man. So, oh, and this man also... Um, 
remember the he was wardrobe? One of the, he was one of the furnitures, right? No, no, the wardrobe landed on three men and yeah. dressed them up in women's clothing. <gasps> oh, yes, 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 yes. They yes. cross-dressed, and two of the men were, like, horrified, but one of the guys like, was like, oh, oh into it. <laughs> yeah, so it was him and LeFou were dancing together. So yeah. that was Disney's big breakthrough moment and to be honest not very big at all no, like blink and you miss it yeah but nothing. people had a shit show about it what would you say the women's the mom's association oh i i i'm totally using this as a blanket like as a blanket term like the there i don't know if there's such a thing as a christian mom's association but i'm like, sure there is whenever like I, I assume as someone's like boycotting a disney movie it's definitely like the people that i like i see as the villains is christian moms yeah well and that's the thing is that people were like i'm boycotting this movie there's like some some theater in the south that like refused to play it got one woman i think she's a mommy blogger like a very conservative mommy blogger was like i i canceled my trip to disneyland i'm not going and it's like good bitch we don't want you there like what the hell people why 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 do you care yeah they're just like they're they're like uh uh, furniture is coming to life, but like this, this is, is blasphemy. This is unrealistic. Can't be done. <laughs> I know, and it's 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 just like I just get so annoyed with stuff like that because it's so pointless to get mad and to do these things. Like you can't take sexuality and I guess like people's lifestyles. Like it's really hard to find them offensive when you mind your own fucking business. Do you know what I mean? Like, just stop caring what other people are doing and enjoy your fucking life. Oh no, there's more love in this world? <laughs> Terrible. Where's my gun? Like, I can't, I can't express that more. Like, mind your own goddamn business. And maybe that's what they're doing by, like, boycotting. But she had to go out of her way to, like, write to, a blog to make about it, why to make she's it known. doing it. Yeah. And why she thinks it's wrong. And it's like, no one gives a shit yeah, what you think is yeah. wrong. You know, like, this is, it's, it's the give and take of the internet, you know, it gives rise to like very to, to marginalized voices, but it also gives rise to these idiots, Dude, like fucking losers. It gives, it gives these platforms to yeah. these people, and so people were boycotting this movie. And I'm glad that Disney's kind of like whatever. Who cares? This is the way. Yeah, of the you know what, Disney? T- I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> they are. <laughs> uh, but take this as an impetus to put openly gayer characters higher up in the ranks. Uh, don't do it just like a LeFou as a side character yeah. or like what's his face? The the, the shopkeep in Frozen who mm-hmm. has like a picture off to the side mm-hmm. with like him and his husband and like four kids. Like <laughs> don't like, don't give us gay. Oaken. E- yeah. Don't give us Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> like just like, you know, Moana next time. Real cool. Just like yeah. maybe she's also gay. <laughs> well, I think what they're doing is they're just testing out the waters. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, it's progressive, but it's very cautious. It's like, we don't want to just put it out there. We want to, like, ease people into it, which at this point, they don't really need to. No, why would you need to? It's like For people like this, this is... stupid fucking mommy blogger who's like, yeah. Like I pay for your your trips and stuff. Like I don't know. I yeah. Agree. So so has the like the entire gay community has supported them from the fucking. Can we can we just we need to like we need to go back to Howard Ashman. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Howard Ashman. I'm incensed. So let's talk about Howard Ashman. We're gonna to bring to bring it. Marina, back you to... gotta stop bringing up Howard Ashman every time you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> it bums everybody out. But let's hear it. Let's hear it. Who is this man? So Howard Ashman was is like a lyricist and he's actually the executive producer and uh, he produced. Beauty and the Beast. He's brilliant. And like, he's a and brilliant Little man. Mermaid. Uh, yeah. And actually, he unfortunately he's no longer with us. He died of AIDS prior to the release of Beauty and the Beast. And yeah. he did, but, but he did win an Oscar. But he was working for... with Beauty and the Beast while he was in the last stages of AIDS. 
Yeah. And I can't like I think he weighed like 80 pounds by the time he died, but he was still working. Thematically, there's a lot, you know, the, these ideas of Belle and her father being being these outcasts and having the community, you know, going after them with torches and like he he was very open about the fact that this was kind of how he felt as a gay man and the kind of ostracization that he felt. It was very particularly put into Beauty and the Beast as like an allegory for the gay community. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's funny that you bring up that because wasn't the work that Howard Ashman was putting into Beauty and the Beast, some of it was a little bit reflecting of what he was going through at the time. Like mm-hmm. when you think about the lyrics from Mob Song, we don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us. And the monster is mysterious at least. It's kind of paying homage to the culture of paranoia that was surrounding HIV and AIDS. Um, Oh, Reagan. At that time. Yeah, and Reagan administration, like yeah. at the time in the U.S. Well, yeah, I mean, the lyrics themselves, we don't like what we don't understand, which is essentially what any kind of marginalized group has, has gone to go through in terms of, like, mob mentality specifically. We don't like what we don't understand. In fact, it scares us, and this monster is mysterious at least. Bring your guns, bring your knives, save your children, and your wives will save our village and our important to address the fact that like Disney has actually had a very good they were track very, record yeah they're quite stuff. subversive when Just, it comes to their to their workers with yeah. not maybe not their characters yeah. maybe not racism but <laughs> or gender norms or <laughs> but their 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 workers within the Disney company um as far as I don't I don't know if your like Tinkerbell article talked about that at all yeah. but from what I understand is that Disney has had a very good way of taking care of the gay community that works within them and around them like I mean in the 1990s they opened up gay nights at the Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. They've offered gay employees health insurance benefits and their partners since 1995, probably because this man AIDS. was such a big... Or because of Howard Ashman. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can like imagine. AIDS. It's because of AIDS? Because of AIDS. <laughs> AIDS is a thing, and oh. they needed to do something about it. Yeah. And I'm, pro- I'm sure that wasn't very popular at the time to do that. Yeah, so, so Disney, keep bucking that system. Right? Keep so they, it. I mean, when it comes... You've been doing... Specifically been doing for gay it. rights, yeah. I feel like they've always kind of been on top of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously... The times reflect the times, but when we we just got off our racism episode, so as much as they kind of like lulu around those issues with yeah. gay with the gay issue and with queer community, it seems like they have a little bit more leeway with what they've been doing for them. I mean, t- show me a musical that hasn't been supported heavily by the gay community. Yeah, just show me one that has <laughs> <Just> not. Like, <laughs> well, this guy, this guy, Alan, like, who pays the bills? <laughs> well, this guy, um, Howard Ashman, he wrote Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, yeah, he did. he did that one. Yeah. So I mean, this man, little shop, little shop of horrors. Keep going. Okay, now this is. I'm off topic again. Sorry. Well, no, Big fan, no. Howard. We we just want we just wanted to pay homage to, to Howard. Howard. Homage to Howard. Howard Ashman, great man. Really, really, really had a lot to do with. I probably like the whole storyline because he was the lyricist and the executive producer. Yeah. So even the idea of like the beast, the I transformation think. of the beast, yeah. and like him being unable to like to get rid himself. of this curse and be himself yeah. and, and the fact yeah. that he's able to conquer it and unfortunately Howard died yeah we're talking about AIDS heavy. not just being gay <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about being gay <laughs> no we're talking about AIDS for sure <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, do you have anything else you want to say? I, I have a couple more characters that I want to ask you if you think they're gay. 
gay or not this gay is not. are we really venturing into, into this territory no because you mentioned the genie and how yeah. he like cross dresses and there's just like themes around yeah, I mean, like, some do, of these characters yeah do, do genies have like ideas of like natural femalehood or, like, like no they're they're made of magic well, who was the second is it Oaken the second character you're gonna mention was outwardly gay like LeFou is and now was and it Oaken. Oaken yeah outwardly gay in the sense that like you saw a picture off in the in the middle distance blurred out like. yeah Oaken from Frozen guys when Anna ends up in his proprietor's trading shop she sees Oaken and Oaken points to his family who are in a sauna and it's very much a man and a bunch of kids so that's apparently a call out to the like yeah, one of the it's, first it's a, fa- it's a family portrait yeah um we have to talk about Mulan just very briefly because <gasps> Mulan is a cross-dresser and then she's not just a woman cross-dresses a man. Later on, her friends cross-dresses women. So there's a lot uh, of gender yeah. as a performance and Li, happening. Yeah, and Lee Shang was into Mulan. He was very confused about those feelings that he was having about Ping. Yeah, you could argue <laughs> You can argue that Lee Shang fell in love with Mulan as while a boy. she was Ping. As a but boy. does it really count when he was just like, why am I so attracted to this dude when it was like a woman? And it's true love. They had they had flirtatious looks and like and you know he didn't like it either he was like I don't know yeah, he's like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm feeling. What is this is, feeling? yeah, he's like, this is admiration, but yeah. like, you know, it was it was Imperial China. Maybe you know, let let a guy be a little bit confused. A little bit, eh? Okay, so there's that Turk from Tarzan was voiced by Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. So you yeah. can't even pretend that she wasn't just Rosie O'Donnell as a gorilla. <laughs> that yeah, I I I just assumed. Yeah. It's like, oh, Rosie O'Donnell's in this movie. Oh well, then she's the. The gorilla, who's yeah. probably a lesbian. <laughs> um, okay, so here, so there, we talk about Kronk very briefly. Kronk from Emperor's New Groove, who some oh. people have said is probably gay because he Just has. Because he's effeminate? And because he's to got cook? these, like, st- yeah, because he loves to cook. So these are like stereotypes, once again. He lo- he makes spinach puffs. <laughs> How dare you? And he's Kronk? got, like, a hot, like, a, like a, he wears those tight, like, hot leotards. <laughs> with his, like, really, pe- like, defined muscles. Defined packs. <laughs> I haven't thought about that all the time. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's that. And Kronk then... is woke bay. <laughs> uh, he has the he has the best fag hag. Yeah, he he does in Isma. in Isma. Like yeah, like not, not. I don't know if like fag hag is like an unpopular term. But I use it all the time. Out. Uh, he has the best hag of all time. In yeah, Isma. Isma is like the aging diva, and her like queer best friend yeah <laughs> just like who the is, best couple ever who is voiced by the one and only <laughs> you don't know. know who she's voiced by i know her from the earnest eartha kid eartha kid she's voiced by eartha did you hear kid. that i yeah. just i just said that i knew ernest, her from earnest scared, scared stupid, stupid yeah <laughs> not and as that's like her claim to fame in my life She's Catwoman from the '60s Batman. Oh, really? She was a black Catwoman, yeah. And she yeah. and and just from being just for being a badass. She's been calling out racism and sexism in Hollywood since she was alive. Oh my God, she was woman. she was ostracized from Hollywood mm-hmm. because of how openly she was calling out the administration. She was disinvited from the White House. Holy shit. Eartha Kitt has, like, a long history of being a fucking badass. Okay, Eartha Kitt, new fan right over here. Yeah. That's cool to know. I think we also forget that there was a gay couple in Zootopia. They lived next to Judy Hopps, and it was... I mean, they blink and you miss it. Yeah, Another, like, it, yeah. it doesn't count. No, Disney, they were. moving on. <laughs> and then there's two There's two princesses. I mean, Moana, you mentioned that she could be gay, but Elsa from Frozen very much might be yeah. a gay princess or queen. 
I mean, this is like, I feel like we've gotten to this degree of reaching where it's like a princess isn't about romance and all of a sudden she's gay. Yeah, that's true. Because they said the same thing about Merida. Yeah. But I'm like, Merida's 13. So she's like, before yeah. Mer- Merida is like, is express is expressing like sporty behavior and yeah. isn't into getting like into an arranged she's marriage. And like, she's non-sexual. automatically an asexual or potentially yeah. like a lesbian character, right? And like, yeah. these are like problematic views that, that we still need to be dealing with. But I think for Elsa, a lot of people want her to be the first because her song let it go and how she's like it's a, it's a bit of an opening anthem. Uh, yeah it's a bit of an anthem right but Where, it's you know but that song almost completely apes uh adina Mazel's song from um from wicked mm-hmm. defying gravity mm-hmm. those songs are essentially identical mm-hmm. so like, if you care to find me sorry i like that song yeah like, there's a they're almost like note for note the exact same song about yeah. being true to yourself maybe it's adina Mazel we have to think about now <laughs> what she tried to tell <laughs> but yeah, but like Let It Go definitely is about, you know, I, I was closed off and I couldn't be myself, but you know what? Now I am and I'm fabulous. I'm just going to yeah. strut around this ice castle on my own. I don't need anybody. So I don't know. <laughs> Once again, potentially lesbian characters on their own, alone <laughs> in, an in an ice castle. No dick for her. <laughs> <laughs> only, fro- only frozen dildos yes. <laughs> that she produces. <laughs> Well, we're off topic, another, but... Yeah, another frigid character. We get it, Disney. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... So that's... Happy Pride, everyone. That's all I had to say. Though I named every single character that I could think of that just might be a little bit on the spectrum. On there. the spectrum. Questioning. Li Shang. You my boo still. <laughs> Li Shang. You my boo tang. <laughs> we all know what happened. You don't have to hide it. There was... There was... You know, those tents were thin. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for the gay episode. Happy Pride. (laughs) Happy Pride, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.